Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hello, welcome to Jules Says. I'm Jules, Julie. Everything on this podcast is my opinion, my perspective, and not the opinions or perspectives of any podcast platform you're listening from or anyone's staff. Just me. Or if I have a guest, them. Okay, I feel as though I've been persistently negative recently, which it's hard not to be with all the horrific things going on in the world. But we just shouldn't live our lives in a constant state of rage or anxiety. It's not productive. So today, before I launch into some of my madness, I just want to remind you, or I suppose to remind myself, that most people are good. We see good people, good deeds every single day. We see adorable cat videos and dog videos, but we don't necessarily talk about how good people are because it's unremarkable. Think about it. People are mostly good. Not perfect, just pretty good, with a bit of human failing mixed in. Most of our intentions are good, even if we slip up and fall short. But are people in charge of companies or of governments good? Because it seems hard to believe it sometimes. Maybe they're so afraid of messing up that they mess up even worse. I don't know. Maybe the very few horrible, power-hungry people are the exceptions we hear and talk about because they're remarkable. I suppose every government is corrupt. It's just a matter of degrees. Even though the Canadian, Ontario, Toronto governments are pretty messed up in a lot of ways and have historically and continue to make enormous mistakes, overall, 
I'm grateful for how privileged I am to have been born here, the family I was born into, to live where I live. I'm so grateful for my relative safety, my education, my job, even though I complain about the job. I'm so grateful for my health. I am so grateful for my children and grandchildren and their health, even though most of them live so far away. They're well, they're happy, and they're safe, pretty safe. And with all the shit going on in the world, I sometimes have to remind myself that my problems are really inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. I'm grateful for Grandfather Abe, and I'm grateful for his family. I feel loved, appreciated, and safe with them. And sometimes I feel guilty for being so lucky and so incredibly sad for the suffering, loss, and violence that so many in the world are going through as we speak for no reason other than that they were born in a certain time and place. I feel guilty because there's nothing I can do about any of it. I'm lord and master of nothing. I worry about when the violence will come to this part of the world. How safe are we, really? Is it only a matter of time? I worry about that. Violence begets violence, and there are more than a few incompetent, monstrous leaders who are confident in their justification for destruction, genocide, murder. At least where I live, we only have to worry about individual nastiness and violence, but those things are still sometimes tough to stomach. And I know that oh, people's comments on posts are such a small thing. They're, they are truly inconsequential. My daughter Catherine often posts a series of lovely pictures from her week on Instagram, at Cathbum, on the off chance that you don't already follow her. The pictures are usually a mix of personal and work-life pictures. And I noticed a comment that just, it, it just made me shake my head. Something to the effect of her smiling while she's ruining someone's career. My God, I know we're all different, but it just astonishes and actually kind of worries me that so many people don't hold the person who does the bad thing accountable for damaging some aspect of their own life. They blame the people who dare to talk about it usually with a follow-up accusation of, why didn't you say something sooner or call the police? Catherine didn't even name anyone, and this asshat seems to think she's somehow ruining someone's career? Sure, most people are good, but there are still a lot of people who think this way. I don't know if it's more. We probably just hear about it more because social media makes everything so public. Maybe this guy's training to be a world leader. It's just absolute illogical madness. I can't wrap my head around that kind of thinking. If I sexually assaulted a colleague and lost my job, would I blame my colleague for saying something? No. I might hope that he didn't say anything. I'd suffer sleepless nights and nausea over my guilt at having done the thing. But if he said something... I'd have to, in all good conscience, say, ah, shit, I shouldn't have done that. I'm in trouble now. Which brings me, I don't know, yeah, that makes me think of another documentary I probably shouldn't have watched, Alan versus Pharaoh. Oh, my God. Talk about a whole host of reasons for not saying anything. I 
cannot imagine what Mia Farrow went through, not just the public vilification and destruction of her career, but most particularly the prolonged vitriolic custody battle. A person might have enough money to get by if their career is ruined. Maybe you can get past that. You might be able to hide from public vilification with the small comfort that eventually it'll die down when the world finds a fresh target. But the custody battle must have been the the absolute worst. The documentary touched on the topic of parental alienation, because, of course, anyone who is accused of sexual assault always denies it. I've never heard of anyone say, yeah, yeah, I have a problem. I need to get help. Um... I, I need to get help, and I did the thing, and I how am I going to make up for it? I've never heard of that. So they always deny it, even if it's true. And in custody cases, apparently the abuser frequently accuses the other parent of making up the allegations to alienate them from the children. Now, I am sure that there are situations where some parents do invent heinous accusations against the other parent, And it's up to the professionals and the mental health professionals and the courts to determine whether the alienation defense is plausible. And I'm sure that can be very tricky. I am not in that business. I have no expertise in that area. But when you're rich, powerful, famous, the professionals are very often coerced into ruling in your favor. We see it all the time. But no, let's blame the person who raises a legitimate concern rather than consider whether the allegations are plausible. The film showed statistics on the percentage of parents who lost custody of their children because the courts believed the abuser. And I forget what the percentage was. But I think they said 88% of those children were further abused after being forced to live with the parent originally under investigation. And I know criminal courts are evidence-based and these kinds of allegations are very difficult to prove without a shadow of a doubt. But how much evidence does family court need to award custody based on a parental alienation allegation? I suspect partly, and I think the film speaks to this as well, it is easier for judges to believe parental alienation than believe abuse. If they believe abuse is plausible, is there then a responsibility to report the abuse to the criminal court system? Most of us want to believe that someone who presents as nice is nice, that they would never do any of the terrible things alleged. We want to particularly believe that someone who is a well-respected, admired, rich, engaging, talented genius is a good person. I know I want to believe it, but people are complex. No one is all good or all bad. It bothers me that uh, I've heard David Bowie banged at least one 13-year-old girl. It really doesn't sit well with me that Jimmy Page had at least one 14-year-old girlfriend when he was a grown man rock star. Elvis and Priscilla. I mean, I could go on. I've never actually seen a Woody Allen movie, believe it or not. At least I don't think I have. So I admit it's easier for me to accept that he's a douchebag. But I also don't like that these men have historically gotten away with grooming and abusing vulnerable children and young women, usually women, but it does happen to men too. They shouldn't get away with it regardless of who the victim is. 
I certainly wouldn't watch a new Kevin Spacey film either. As much as I loved American Beauty, it makes me sad because I thought he was great in that film. I also read an article last week written by a young woman lamenting about how workplace sexual assault is on the rise, particularly in media. But this isn't new. We're just talking about it in the context of it not being acceptable now. Woody was still invited to, to be on every talk show, still continued to make films. He continued to live a fabulous life, made millions, although an excerpt from his audiobook was a bit whiny about some film not being released in America because America's gone crazy. Oh, poor baby. He only made millions with a European release. <laughs> These guys very, very rarely lose their careers. The worst that usually happens is their career takes a bit of a temporary hit, maybe, because their diehard fans just double down with support. Support and death threats all too often. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. And we don't hear about the day-to-day -day mundane people, the muggles like me. You don't hear about that in the news. Just last night, a friend of mine told me one of her project managers routinely approaches one of the young women on the team and plays with her hair during meetings in 2023. It's the leaders who behave this way. The culture is set from the top. Think about that next time someone tells you the problems have been solved or that they never existed. And I can tell you, I talk to a lot of women. I have talked to a lot of women over the years. And I know plenty who've shared their experiences of sexual assault as children. And I guarantee you, a lot of them never say anything to anyone. There's no way I'm hearing 100% of this from the people I know. And I only know of one friend who actually took the allegation of assault to the authorities. And so many of her family members were furious with her for airing their dirty laundry, as they put it. I just, children need to at least be taken seriously if they try to share something. Because number one, they usually won't say anything. And number two, they feel so abandoned and worthless when the adults who are supposed to protect them don't even try. 
But if you're the custodial parent, watch out. Find a way for someone else to report, or you run the risk of being accused of parental alienation and losing custody. Then you have no way to protect your child. No wonder most children say nothing. Then there's the violence when they're grown. A friend of mine just found out that one of her good friends, tragically, was stabbed to death by her boyfriend on Sunday, just this week, in her own home. I personally know women who've had their jaws broken, been raped by their partners. You know, in the olden days, we used to believe that you couldn't be raped by your husband. Look up the marital rape laws if you don't believe me. But even aside from the legality of it, the societal perception was that you couldn't be raped by your husband because really your body belongs to him and having sex is part of the job description. And there are a lot of people who still believe that. It isn't all about what will stand up in court. It's about socially what we think is right and wrong. I have one friend who has had a shotgun held to her head. He didn't shoot her, thank God. But a friend of a friend was shot in the face. She survived minus one eye, a reconstructed cheekbone, and a lifetime of nightmares. And yet, we still too often ask ourselves, what were the warning signs? What did she do to de-escalate the situation? And of course, the old, why didn't she leave? Why didn't she report it? Another one of my friend's daughters and her husband were getting ready for bed recently when she thought she heard something downstairs. This is within the last couple of weeks. She got her two small children out of bed and hid with them in their closet while her husband went to investigate. Brave man. Because yes, men perpetuate violence against other men. And against themselves. And yes, we do like to have a man to protect us in a situation like that. Protect us from whom? From other men, of course. Anyway, two masked men were in the house, and they asked the husband for the car keys. They assured him they didn't want to hurt anyone, they just wanted the keys. The husband, terrified of course, handed over the car keys and told them to take anything they wanted. Just please take it and leave. They went around and gathered up jewelry, his wallet, and his wife's purse. Please can you leave our ID, the husband asked. Take the money, the credit cards, whatever you want, but the ID is a pain to replace. Please leave our ID. I happen to think it was pretty brave of him to ask, but I guess if you don't ask, you don't get. Surprisingly, one of the masked men said, no problem. We don't do identity theft. We just want the valuables. So he took their ID out of their wallets and left it. What a nice thief. Even though they weren't physically hurt, though, they had to have felt violated and very afraid after that, and I guarantee you that this family has since installed a security system or upgraded the security system they had if they had one. My friend's niece, who also lives in the area, it is a very she-she area of large, beautiful homes and lovely vehicles. My friend's niece and her husband have hired security guards to watch from dusk to dawn, and their security guard caught someone trying to break in. They called the police, gave chase, but the guy got away. I think it took the police something like half an hour to get there. But apparently, in-home car theft has become a big problem in, in Toronto. 
The theory, I'm told, and this may be all conjecture, but the theory is that the legalization of cannabis has really cut into the illegal street sale profits. So this is their new income source. They steal cars and other valuables, and the cars are apparently driven up to the Montreal port and shipped on cargo ships in shipping containers or to who knows where for sale. I have no idea if that's true, but that's what I was told. Another reason I'm glad I have a very modest home and a 2007 Honda Civic Hybrid. Nobody's stealing that car. Another friend of mine who owns and operates a little corner variety store in an area, I guess you could call it a bit of a sketchy area. There's a lot of um, poverty and perhaps addiction and or mental health issues. I must say, I do feel a bit nervous in that area after dark because People hang around together and you're just not sure if they're high or if they're going to snap and turn aggressive, but they're hanging around a lot. But anyway, one of her customers got aggressively angry with her because there was a queue and this guy thought she was taking too long to serve the customers ahead of him. So she called the police. She was justifiably afraid for her safety. It took them... I think she said 35 minutes to get there. And they told her next time, just ask him to leave and fill out a report online. I can just imagine. I think when they showed up, he was still there and they just asked him to leave and he left. But I can just imagine her working all alone in her little shop. A man who may or may not be high or mentally ill is threatening her. He's maybe about six feet tall. Please leave, she says. Okay, he says, or maybe he says nothing in this scenario, but he turns on his heel and exits the shop. She can now pull out her laptop, which is stored under the counter. I have no idea if she has a laptop there, but let's just say she does for argument's sake. She goes online and fills out the police report. Crisis averted. But what if he doesn't leave? Just a moment, sir, she says to him as she reaches for her laptop. She has to keep her tone firm but nice because it's up to her to de-escalate the situation. I have to warn you, if you don't leave right away or at least stop swinging at me, I'm going to fill out a police report. He reaches over the counter, grabs her laptop, and runs out with his prize. Or, I don't know, maybe he just hits her with the laptop. It's all hypothetical. When people were protesting for defunding the police, I'm pretty sure they didn't mean just cut the staff. I think they meant invest some of that funding in additional social supports, like maybe mental health services, addiction support, maybe shelter for people who live rough. I don't know. I am lord and master of nothing and in charge of nothing. I do not know the solution to these problems, but surely there are people in charge who are a lot smarter and more well-educated than I am who would be able to help with some of these solutions if they had the funding. Maybe you don't call the police if the guy is getting aggressive. You know he lives in the area. Maybe there's a maybe there's a community representative who can come around and help. I talked about one such organization like this in Brooklyn that's really making a big difference to their community. Maybe we could do something like that. But, you know, as one of my friends used to always say, the only thing we have in life to fear is men. Or in the case of men, other men. Not all men. 
it's just sometimes hard to tell who the dangerous ones are. But even so, most of us are still safer here than people are in a lot of places in the world. And for that, I am so very grateful. Thank you for listening. If you have anything you'd like to share, you can email me at jewelsays at gmail.com or you can DM me on Instagram at jewelsays. I hope wherever you are, you're able to have a safe, happy, healthy week with no grief. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.